you a woman searching for purpose and success? A housewife? Maybe a single mother? You're in the right place. Welcome to Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast with Ms. Lisa Nobles. Activate, motivate, inspire. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast. I am Ms. Lisa Nobles, your hostess, and I am so excited to have you join in with me today. So speaking of today, our topic will consist of overcoming traumas of our past with faith plus therapy. And I'm excited about you to um, dive in with this subject with us, with our guests, because it is something different. So we really want to tackle this and um, be encouraged as our guest shares how we can overcome our trauma, the traumas of our past. So I have a very important guest joining me for this special empowerment segment at the Seven Feet Roundtable. This segment is dedicated in sharing the importance of, of good mental health. Specifically, our guests, again, will discuss overcoming our past traumas. And in essence, from what I'm getting from this subject is how to stop allowing our past to drive our present and our future, but again, our guest is going to describe these elements and take us to the next level so that we can allow ourselves to grow in a prosperous, emotional way. So let's give a warm welcome to our guest, Queen Dr. Swan, who is a licensed psychologist. Dr. Barbara founded and owns her practice in Durham, North Carolina. With 15 employees, she is also a board-certified life coach, somatic experience practitioner, speaker, author, as well as a lay minister. She is a wife, mother, and a stepmother, and she has used her training and the wounds of her past family to minister professionally and personally to women for many, many years. So welcome, Dr. Barbara Queen, to the Seven Speaks Roundtable. Family, again, our focus today is on overcoming traumas of our past with faith, family, and therapy. So, Dr. Barbara, welcome, Queen. Tell us a little bit more about yourself, please. Well, I'm so excited to be here, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. So, so wonderful to share in our faith together and... Um, it's so wonderful to have the, all these um, sisters of faith internationally through the internet. Uh, it's just so wonderful. It's it's wonderful to be in unity in Him, and it's I love the way that you said prosper in mental health because God really does want us to prosper. And you know, I know that that the Bible does talk about that we there are seasons of persecution or there are seasons of trials. But when our life is perpetually that way, when our nervous system seems to be perpetually either stuck on Mm -hmm. with a lot of anxiety or stuck too low, like with a lot of numbness and depression, Mm -hmm. something is wrong with the way that we're doing life. And that doesn't mean that we're bad or that there's shame. It means that the Lord wants to gently lead us to healing. Mm -hmm. I'm a big advocate of helping women heal so that they can fulfill their purpose. In fact, I've dedicated my life to this. Um, In my private practice, I see children, adolescents, and adults, and and couples. But as far as my online practice at Mm drbarbaralow.com, I feel the Lord has called me to really set women free. And I believe it's been an attack of the enemy against women to keep them to keep them pushed down, to keep them from prospering Mm -hmm. in their mental health um, and to keep them under certain stereotypes that the Lord does not want us under. And he wants to flip that around and call us up and cause us to burst forth with a great life. You know, it's almost like there's a whole part of the body of Christ. When you think about women in the body of Christ, Mm -hmm. I would say it's greater than 50% of the body of Christ is women, certainly in America. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. And so if you think about 50% of the women or 50% of the, of an army or more having tamped down weapons, mm-hmm. then we're not going to be as effective. So we need to learn to step up into our calling. But what the Lord has shown me is that our, our 
traumas from our past, our hurts, our wounds, our resentments, our unmet needs from childhood, our uh, places where we've been um, attacked or violated that haven't been processed are holding us down. Uh, even recently, I, you know, I've worked a lot on my own healing. I grew up in a very dysfunctional home. I grew up with a lot of violence. I grew up with my mom and, um, you know, hitting me, waking me up in drunken rages, threatening to commit suicide. My dad did commit suicide. Uh, you know, there's just been a lot. And I've worked on a lot of, I've worked on healing intensely in my life because I knew that I was called to heal others. And also because it just hurt, it hurt to live and it doesn't hurt to live anymore. You know, I, I have great joy and I see a lot of people healed, but even with that, the Lord recently spoke to me and he said, Barbara, he gave me a picture of myself. I don't know if the Lord speaks to you visually, but he gave me a picture of myself and he said, he showed the Holy Spirit blowing through me in my body and that there was a lot of me that he had access to, but he showed me this area in one of my feet that um, feet and, and legs that had like this cancery stuff in it. And he said, I, there's more work to do. You've cleared out a lot, but I want you to clear out the rest of this because I want, it's holding down, it's holding down your walk. So in that, I even see the Lord is saying, even with all the work you've done to clear out the wounds, I want to go deeper. I want to go deeper. Now, a lot of people think that means, well, I just need to face all this pain and suffering. And that's so scary. Mm -hmm. Yes, we do need to face it. But the way that I work through it in my Hearts Returning Home method is that we do it in small slices and we definitely start out with increasing capacity, safety, and stability. So that we're only doing this piece by piece and we're staying functional because we're, you know, we're bad, but ministry and, and business babes, right? We got to stay on target. So that's what I'm into now. That's what I'm hoping we'll get to talk about today. And that's where my passion is. I love that. Are you ready, family? Then let's talk about it. Overcoming traumas of our past with faith and therapy. And if you have been listening intently, which I'm sure you have, you have already gotten an earful of what this podcast segment is going to be all about. Um, Dr. Uh, Barbara and I have already agreed on a small partnership to where she will be our go-to psychologist. So I am excited because I think that a lot of us in the world today, we don't really address mental health issues. And I want at least my listeners to be empowered and grab this by the horns and say that it's okay that if I'm going through something, here is an, an outlet or a tool outside of your daily walk with God, of course, because as, as Dr. Barbara alluded to, God is, of course, our go-to. He's our rock. But at the same time, he wants us to have alternatives to keep us healthy mentally as well as spiritually. So thank you, Dr. Barbara. And we're going to jump into our segment. So you've already shared your background in the relationship kind of when of of why you love what you do what your passion is so why did you choose psychology dr barbara if you could share that just real quickly and we'll go on to our sure um, question go right well i love i love sharing my story yes. and uh, you know, as a psychologist at first it was a little hard sharing my story because right. we're taught to not self-disclose but i really right. feel like the lord has been kind of pricking my heart about that for 10 years and mm -hmm. I've decided to to put it out there more openly because I believe he wants me to and I believe it'll help more people. Right. So I after growing up in that dysfunctional home, I myself had, you know, some kind of uh, an eating disorder and different uh, different kind of little teeny budding addictions going on. And I decided that um, I was going to give my life to Christ. Well, I think God really wooed me. And I became a Christian at 19. And I began to have this calling of wanting to help people. And I'd al always been drawn to psychology and sociology as right. far as classes I mm -hmm. took in high school. Mm -hmm. 
But my family life was so difficult in high school and my own issues and my own mm-hmm. choices were poor. And, and I just grew up very faithless and wow. I cut school so much that my grades were terrible. And I was afraid that I, I felt so inadequate. I felt mm-hmm. stupid and I was afraid of going to school, but I knew the Lord was calling me to school. And the Lord did open up the door for me to go to school, and I majored in psychology, and I ended up actually being class rank one out of 7,000-something at, oh at a major God. university. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I did work hard. Yes. But mm-hmm. the, the Lord blessed me. And from there, I went on, and I had an unfortunate, unfortunate thing happen uh, right after I had my two my two sons, when they were very, very, very young, my husband had like a midlife crisis and everything that goes along with that. And he left me with two little babies mm-hmm. and I was like, God, what am I going to do? And, um, unfortunately also the church I went to at that time just didn't, they were loving, but they didn't do divorce well. And I really mm-hmm. felt like the Lord had was I had gotten a prophecy actually before that the Lord was going to strip everything from my life and work in every area of my life. And it sounds so good when the Lord tells it to you, (laughs) but it was painful, but I really rebloomed through that and uh, went back to graduate school and got my PhD in school psychology, worked in schools for a while. And the Lord, I remember my boss came to me and he said, Barbara, we love, we love you. We love what you do, but why are you here? because you have a heart to do so much more. And with that, about within a year, I opened up my own private practice. I got loads of new training on trauma and how to work with trauma and how to um, overcome the wounds of our past. And through that, I continued to heal. And here I am now. So it's been a long calling. There have been a lot of, of encouragements by the Lord along the way. and. I'm in it for the long haul, obviously. I, I love that. I love that, Dr. Barbara, because a lot of us, um, which I've had guests in the past, and we, we've had, we have had long in-depth discussions about purpose and finding our purpose. And then a lot of us, I think, sometime when we get in our purpose, so we after so long, we don't know what to do or we lose our drive. So then we begin to question ourselves, was this really our purpose? But like you said, as you shared just briefly, your journey of even just being ranked number one amongst amongst 7,000, you know, you were always a go-getter. You always had that passion. And then I'm, and as you said too, you alluded to how God spoke to you and showed you those different things. So just real quickly, I, I know this wasn't really in our question, but just real quickly, how did you know, or you just felt so confident that God was told you that this was what you were supposed to do and you have been in it for this long and you've maintained that? that right. Makes- well, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. There are a couple of different things. Um, I can share with you, I, you know, I, taught, I was taught very early in my Christian walk that God speaks and I should expect mm-hmm. to hear him. And mm-hmm. I'm so glad that I was taught that as a baby believer, because wow. I do expect God to speak to me. Um, just here recently, I've been meditating on peace is my fleece. Uh, wow. Are you familiar with the story of Gideon? Where he no, but I, well, kind of, but I've been wanting to yeah. do a research on peace. Yeah. So go ahead. That's weird. Yeah. So he, he, I think it was Gideon. I'm pretty sure it was Gideon. He kept right. putting out, God, if this is you, it was either Gideon or David. But anyway, wow. God, if this is you, let the fleece be wet. Okay. Now tomorrow night, if this is you, let the fleece be dry and everything else be wet. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and so just kind of asking for those signs from the Lord, uh, you know, about for wisdom. And lately, out of our life group, there came a word that peace is your fleece, and I love that. You know, even mm-hmm. if some, even if my husband has peace about something and I don't have peace, mm-hmm. peace is our fleece. We're going to wait till both of us have peace. I love uh, it. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but along the way, the Lord has spoken to me different things. Um, different. Sometimes it the word of God came through other people prophesying over me and and but it always witnessed with with things God had put in my heart too so you know if a prophecy just doesn't hang with other things God's shown you I would 
maybe shelf it a little bit, not totally throw it away, mm -hmm. but you know, wait and see. But he showed me things like I, I said, one time I said, Lord, what's my calling? And he gave me this picture of me sitting heat in heaps of this like sparkle. This is before the whole gold movement thing, but um, in, in all this gold dust or whatever, in all this sparkly stuff, heaps of it. And I was sitting in this whitish gown with this crown of candles and gold on my head. And um, I was sitting in the heaps of his goodness and love and healing and blessing and scooping it out on others. Okay. Um, and um, the, yeah, and he's told me things like, you're going to be, you're going to influence influencers. You're going to, oh, this is a cool story. One time I, I asked the Lord, what's my calling? And he said, mother of many. And then a few years later, I was in a meeting where there was some uh, a pro prophetess there and she laid hands on me. And right before she laid hands on me, I knew she was going to say it. I knew she was going to say mother of many. Mm -hmm. She laid hand, and this person did not know me at all. She laid hands on me. She said, mother of many, even to many nations. And so in my calling, I, I am doing, re teaching people how to reparent themselves and how the Lord wants to reparent them in some of this work from traumas from the past. Mm -hmm. So, um, I know that doesn't answer the well, explicit it, direction. No, but, no, no, but, but it does. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it does because it's giving the person that I really, you know, feel, felt that may even have that question in the back of their mind. You know, it gave them some type of, or it sim symbolized what they could be looking forward to or, you know, what, how can they find their purpose? So what do you do daily concerning this, Dr. Barbara? Um, what do you do daily? Lisa, can I go back to the previous question with one yes. more point? Okay. So one of the things I teach is to look for the counter assignment in your life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That will give you clues to the assignment mm -hmm. in your life. Mm -hmm, so the mm -hmm. counter assignment in my life has been rejection. I love that. Okay. God's assignment for me is to sit in heaps of his acceptance and keep and pour it out on others. But I have been, I've been divorced. I've been left twice by two pastor's kids, men who I married, who didn't love me. So mm -hmm. I tried to make a good decision, but somehow I still fell into that marrying someone who was unavailable. I repeated the pattern for my childhood twice before I um, kind of took it up a notch and, and I, I actually am married to my ex-pastor. Um, and so we've known each other for like 30 years. And um, that that's a whole interesting story. Mm -hmm. I never wanted to be divorced. I would have never left either one of those men. But there's been an assignment against me of rejection. But I, God, a counter assignment, but God's assignment for me is mm -hmm. acceptance and sharing that love and acceptance and healing. Mm -hmm. And that's another way I know what my assignment is. I see the warfare against me, and then I feel the calling toward. I love that. And, I, and you heard me giggle because my original minister, Dr. Tony Roach, he wrote a book years and years ago called God's Love Bank. And in that book, it entails about, he doesn't call it a counter assignment. It's called something totally different. But the point is, our old, well, it's old self-love. And the way he epitomizes it was, was or describes it was, he, he describes it as rejection, worthlessness, and he goes through these four different attributes. And then he gives the counter or the, the opposite of what it should be exactly almost to what you're speaking of so that's why I kind of do because I'm like oh my god this has come back around this is so interesting because that's what I grew up on to, to believe so that's wonderful and I'm glad you took the moment to um, actually explain it a little bit uh, extra but w something that you said was that in this life and I know we need to move on but now I heard you say something else that's really interesting you said you married someone are you found yourself being in relationships with unavailable men, for example. How many women are people who are listening to this segment can attest to being in relationships that are unavailable, for example? Can you speak to that for just a quick second and then we're going to move on to what you do daily and, and, and then we can kind of talk about your return home course. 
Absolutely. So we we find ourselves drawn to unavailable men Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. we are anxious about attachment. And Mm -hmm. that anxiety about attachment usually starts somewhere in our early development. So it could be something that happened with our parents or something that didn't happen with our parents. It also could be significant bullying that happened in our early life. But we have this insecurity in our attachment system, this pattern that we are replaying with a significant other. So if you can imagine, yeah, so we're replaying it. So, yeah, so we're replaying the role, trying to get a different result. But the more we act anxious and even possibly chase that person a little bit, the more they're going to withdraw because they're stuck in their own childhood pattern of being anxious and withdrawing. Mm. Yeah. Now, some of us might find ourselves as the anxious withdrawer. You know, we're we're all different. Like some, but but if you're in one of those patterns, it's working on some of these early childhood scripts that can help. And I do want to plug um, my course, if that's okay, because I've no, written that's, we were going there. So go ahead. Yeah, I've written the Hearts Returning Home course for women to be able to have a strategic way of healing of, of resourcing and, and, um, and having more safety and stability and then working on some of these unmet needs or early traumas and that could be trauma with like a little t like I say trauma very broadly uh-huh. and, and then moving into purpose so the course takes you through that and it's called hearts returning home because it's returning your heart to a sense of home and belonging and acceptance and love and connection and attachment that, that the Lord always intended for you to have. And you're returning to where he wants your heart full and that. rich and fertile. I love that because I, Oh my God, you said full, rich. And fer- I know family, we need to <laughs> move on into the segment segment, but the more you speak, the more intrigued that I become because like you're saying, um, for the person, even for myself, that you, you, what you just said was that the God, that God wants our heart full and fertile. I mean, how do you feel, or what are your beliefs on our trauma being so intensive that it prevents us from seeing that full and that um, that part of God that's really calling us that that really wants us to have that that uh, great emotional spirit or that type of spiritual stability even just in our relationship with God. What about the person who has disengaged from life because of their trauma that we that our hearts can experience that fool and that 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 excitement about just even being a child of God and from this sense of what from what you're just saying. I'm, that is such a great question, and that gives me the perfect way for me to talk about mm-hmm. why I call this faith plus therapy instead okay, of awesome. counseling, mm-hmm. because there are therapeutic tools that are not against the Bible. Mm-hmm. They are, they're not like against or not against. They mm-hmm. are just tools that work that are not, that, that aren't moral or not moral at all. If I break my arm, I'll, mm-hmm. I can get a cast. That's not moral or not moral. Mm-hmm. It right. just mm-hmm. is healing, right? It, it's God's goodness provided on the earth and God's wisdom on the earth for, for healing. Mm-hmm. And so I, I work with faith plus therapy. Mm-hmm. So I'm integrating God in and scripture in and our faith in and the Holy Spirit in. But at the same time, there's a lot of leeway mm-hmm. for people to have issues with God. And here's why that's so important. Mm-hmm. If I just go in and bombard you with scripture, but you see God as your father and your father molested you. Come that's on. That's a problem. Right. Say that again, Dr. Barber. If I bombard you with scripture mm-hmm. and I'm coming at counseling, mm-hmm. like take take your thoughts captive, take your thoughts captive. God says this, God says this, but mm-hmm. you see God as your father and you still have that lens of your eyes, almost like cataracts over your eyes. So you're seeing God through your father who molested you. Mm-hmm. You can't receive 
receive it. Girl, oh my God, Dr. Barbara, this is, this is purpose right here in this conversation because how many women or even men, but how many women specifically, oh my God, this is so exciting, cannot connect with God. Yes. The way, and and you know, in Revelations 3.20, he says, behold, I stand at the door and knock, but we can't open that door door because we view God through the lens as you're 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 professing of our abuser or our childhood whatever it is our childhood trauma whatever represents is what you're saying our most significant childhood trauma whether that is your we can't connect with God Yes. Yes. Powerful. Do you want to expound any more on that? Yeah. Well, I'll say I'll have, I have women who come to me. Mm -hmm. I do see women who, I do see folks who are Christian and not Christian in my private practice, but I'll Mm -hmm. often have women come to me and say, I want Christian counseling. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's wonderful. We'll include the Lord. And then as we get into it, we realize Mm -hmm. I have a raging resentment against Mm -hmm. God and you're trying to bring God into this therapy and I don't feel safe. And so then we back burner God a little bit. And let me tell you, he's there. Mm-hmm. He's that God that, that he's the God that provided the cast for your arm. Mm-hmm. So I'm using these therapy tools with you. And guess what happens? Mm. It naturally flows back into a relationship with God because we've rem- we're removing through the therapy tools, mm-hmm. the, the trauma lens that you've been seeing God through. And as we clean that up, Mm-hmm. It's like seeing through, um, like the the scripture says, when I was little, I thought like a child. I I like Paul child. said it, yes. As I grow up, I see uh-huh. him face to face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so we see him more clearly and we're able to receive that love. And in the course, mm-hmm. I make allowances for there being some possibilities. I don't deny, We I talk about the Lord through it and we mm-hmm. start out with even consecrating to the Lord, but I make lots of allowances for there to be some filters. And mm-hmm. then by the time we've worked through some trauma and unmet needs and provided those resources, I'm definitely, we have a module on unburdening from unforgiveness. And we talk about, okay, now it's time to forgive God if you have something against mm, him, mm-mm. you know? And so we come all the way through. And of course, there's a lot on self-forgiveness as well. And not just forgiving ourselves like a blanket forgiveness, but I take people through guided, a guided meditation of imagining yourself at each stage and age mm-hmm. and forgiving yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's just so powerful. And, and you can, I, I, I didn't want to call this Christian counseling. And even as I'm talking to you, I'm actually getting more revelation in my own self. No, but this is wonderful because this is the, this podcast is transformative. So anyone who comes, whether you're a guest or whether you are an audience member or me, the host, it doesn't matter. The, the podcast is designed to be transformative. And what you were speaking to earlier was First Corinthians 13 and 11 when I was a child. I spoke as, I spoke as a child, I should as a child. I thought as a child, child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. I always like to throw in scriptures for people who are, um, um, they may be following on or whatever. But I, I love where this pop, this segment is going. So let me, let me, let me ask you this, Dr. Barbara. How, mm-hmm. how, can we heal? How can we heal? Now, family, listen to this, to our unmet needs and what, and you were already going into the role of forgiveness. So can you go ahead and continue to expound upon that as you address how we can heal our unmet needs? Well, I take people, sure. Well, I take people through forgiveness after we uh, go through modules of more safety and stability and Mm -hmm. skill building, and then looking at how we're Um, kind of scripting our own narrative and identifying uh, hurts and unmet needs. Then we, we work on healing unmet needs Mm -hmm. and work through traumas with some different skills. And then we work on healing boundaries with some different skills. Then we get to unforgiveness. But what I can do right now is talk about one thing I take people through with healing Mm -hmm. unmet needs. Mm -hmm. Um, So when we're children, we need belonging. We need acceptance. Mm-hmm. We need. We do need some boundaries, um, but in particular, we need a, 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 at least one primary caregiver to really resonate and sync with us, and mm-hmm. um, almost like 
especially when we're really little that we, we with them are almost like one living organism. And then slowly we begin to differentiate from them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And when we haven't been able to attach properly or differentiate properly, Mm -hmm. that can cause some problems. So I have created a skill called self momming. And for people that that's too hard to think about, we do self parenting Mm -hmm. where we create, Mm -hmm. Uh yes, we create this part of self Mm-hmm. Be- because we're adults now, right? Right, we, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. I have nurturing relationships with my own children. If if your if listeners don't have children with your pets, if you don't have pets, you have nurturing relationships with your friends. Mm-hmm. And so I have learned how to nurture others. So I have this amazing resource in myself now Come that on. I did not have growing up. Mm-hmm. And so I can develop that part of me to self-mom. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I have people do. And I really work through this in the course and also when people come to see me in my office for intensives. But um, I have people identify a problem that's going on in their life that's causing a lot of emotion. Mm -hmm. And then we scroll back on that emotion and we Mm -hmm. find a memory that that, where that that emotion was salient. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. And then we go into that memory and and we bring in our own self mom. And if the person is comfortable, we also bring in Jesus or the Holy Spirit right. or, uh, a, mm-hmm. or, or maybe, you know, an angel of God, if they're comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. And we speak to ourself, to that inner child, what that child needs. We also hear from the Lord, what the Lord would say to that place. And we, and we, here's the cool thing about memory. You would think it would be like a slide that you pull up or like, um, like a, let's say like a, a, like a CD that you play and it's the same every time Mm -hmm. or a DVD player, but it's Mm -hmm. actually recreated chemically each time Mm -hmm. uh, fresh. So when we bring in these resources of self-momming and the Lord or other protective resources Mm -hmm. using our imagination, Mm-hmm. When it when it goes back down, we have a felt sense of having a different experience, even though we know it really happened. Right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We ha- it changes it in our nervous system. Isn't that something? It, it changes it in our limbic brain. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that we feel mm-hmm. we've had something mm-hmm. we didn't have. And now, if we do that over and over, it changes you. I love that. And especially the part, the piece when you spoke about the limbic brain, I had a podcast mm-hmm. last year and I'm, I know this is totally off topic a little bit, but she, she spoke about that specifically. And so they can couple this with that. But at the same time, when we, when you are, are we are doing these experiences and we, you are having us work through our traumas. And as you're saying that it almost, it, we, gives us a redisposition, not even just emotionally, but physically. I think that's very interesting because in essence, our family, when you have trauma, when when they say that stress can kill, are they talking talking about these other emotional emotions that affect or impact our physical lives? That's what you're talking about. You are saying that we have to get in there and dig all that out. And then not only are we transformed physically and spiritually, but our very own nervous system and different organisms in our body are kind of freed or are can you kind of expound a little bit more on that if I'm explaining that properly or understanding where you're going with this? Yeah. Well, it actually helps us when we go through this healing process, like I'm describing. And by the way, I I do have a freebie where people can um, walk through this with me through a video at Dr. DrBarbaraMeditation.com. So let's make sure we get that in here at some point. Or oh, no, no, no. I'll do that at the end, but that's great. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Okay, great. Um, but we, when we walk through this process, this memory work like I'm talking about, it changes the structure so that in our brain or the the, the pathways in our brain so that we can access our higher level thinking, mm-hmm. our, our, you know, our... The, the part of the brain we want to access right. when we're having 
experiencing a lot of emotions in a new way. And so mm-hmm. we can think through, we can problem solve and not be so triggered and so reactionary. I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I love it, helps that. Us, it helps us access our higher cortex. But, but w- before that, when it's more a traumatic memory, we're just really accessing our limbic brain and our midbrain. And so we're going into fight, flight, freeze more. You know how mm-hmm. when something triggers mm-hmm. you and you're like, Suddenly you feel like you're so seven years old or 12 uh-huh. years old, mm-hmm. your heart's beating and, yes. and mm-hmm. you think you might be re- overreacting, but you can't even tell because it, the feeling is flooding you. Right. you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you've kind of lost touch with your higher cortex a bit. And so we, um, when we do this rewiring work, we have more access to problem solving. And we also are developing other parts of our brain that are more like the witnessing parts of our brain where we have more, we're able to have a little bit more curiosity rather than flooding around our felt sense of feelings. Okay, so let, let's go here. How does trauma and hurts from our, from our earlier lives impact our present? And, and then as you're, you're, you've already are describing how we can begin to heal, especially through even just utilize tools and utilizing your course, the returning home course family. But how does trauma and hurts from our earlier lives impact our present? Because I think that's important that we need to throw that in there also because it goes in, especially in line with what, you, what you're already saying. Yeah. So I'm, I've, I've learned in these things to kind of go with what comes to mind. And there's right, a story right, from right. my... There's a story from my own life that's coming to mind. This is when I was very freshly saved. So I must have been 19 or 20, very young in the Lord, because I got saved when I was 19. And I was living with a roommate who was also a Christian. And she had a, I think like a one-year-old baby. He was so Mm -hmm. cute. And um, and a and a fiance, her fiance. Now, um, so I lived with her and her son and her fiance lived elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And and uh, and my friend Elizabeth, Elizabeth and her fiance Mandy were decorating the house for Christmas. And I walk out of my bedroom and saw that they were decorating, and they didn't invite me to decorate. Mm-hmm. I got so mad and sad, and I sobbed for like an hour or two after that. Yeah. Now, now that does mm-hmm. that does not make sense at all from the natural. Um, I mean. Mm-hmm. I uh, naturally I would have been like, Oh, that's lovely. But when I was growing up, there were so many times where my mom would ostracize me from the family. Cause the role I played was more of the scapegoat. So she would ostracize me and wow. she would just be hanging out with the dog and my stepdad and my brother. And like, I would try to come down and almost be like, mom, please love me. And she, she'd actually cuss me out and tell me, get back up in my room. And, Mm-hmm. And um, just this desperateness to fit in. Well, that's what was really coming mm-hmm. up. Now, that's an extreme example, but we have more minor examples that happen all the time. Um, one time recently when my husband, this was like a year ago, my husband, um, we had a miscommunication about something and he ended up thinking I didn't want to go to this event that was important to him. Anyway, he took off without me. Well, my mom used to drive off without me and I had an overreaction. I felt abandoned. And so I actually used this self-momming technique. But when we have those flooded, that we, it doesn't mean that we have to cry for an hour or two, but, but we know there's a certain kind of person that triggers me, you know, where I get really anxious or fear of rejection, or I feel very small around them, or I feel this over sense of rejection in certain scenarios. You know, however that trigger comes, this is where the past is present. This is where the past is present. I love that because now what I, what I, well, you said something, oh God, I'm, I'm really want to, I want to get to this other question because we're running out of time, but I want, you just said something about desperateness to fit in. How mm-hmm. many women, and just not, you know, your clients, of course, how many women or how many people that are hurting and healing? do not know or understand that we are our own desperation is what is driving us to remain in re- unhealthy relationships. That's which, right. Which, which could be also, Dr. Barbara, contributing to our lack of self-worth 
our self-esteem, or our inability to move past our past trauma. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things we talk about in the course early on is, is what is your social support system? What do they look like? Right. And then what is a what are the characteristics of a safe person? Right. And how to identify that? And then looking, I go through a specific technique um, that I've created to help mm -hmm. people identify who is available. Hello. Oh yeah, I'm here. Oh, that was okay. a short answer. Uh, oh, You're oh I can't believe yeah. <laughs> I was used to the longer answers. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that was a good one, Dr. Barbara. <laughs> you got me on that one. Family, she got me. Okay, so let me okay. okay so I am capable of short answers. Yeah, I, I love this, Dr. Barbara. <laughs> okay, so how does and give me give me two minutes on this because I want to try, we're running out of time and I want to try to get in one more question before your final thoughts. How does okay. unhealed trauma impact our lives and our relationships? I know you have already shared nuggets, you know, relating to this kind of, but I want to specifically draw our attention to why this podcast really matters in this, from right. this effort. Mm -hmm. Well, I believe that a lot for a lot of us, our assignment is related to um, related to this process of assignment and counter assignment in our lives, mm -hmm. and so we have to get wounded. We have to get healed from the wounds of the counter assignment of the enemy to be mm -hmm. able to mm -hmm. move forward in the assignment. I mean, we are in a war. This, right. you know, Absolutely. actually, I was reading this morning mm -hmm. and looking at the king um, in Matthew, the kingdom um, you, that we have to take the kingdom violently and. I'm getting ready to send out an email to my list about that. There's no neutral. There is no neutral. Each one of us is a unique once in a lifetime mega event by God. Mm -hmm. If I don't become what I'm called to be, no one else, no one else will do that. No one else will be what I was made to be. No one else will have that personalized stamp that I'm called to have. And remember at the beginning when I said the Lord showed me, it was like, imagine a, a person standing with, um, standing up straight, arms spread out, you know, legs kind of a little bit spread out and the Holy Spirit blowing through me. Well, how much access does the Lord have to blow through me and express my unique calling and mm -hmm. purpose mm -hmm. if I'm clogged up with wounds? Because it mm. does block. Right. Jesus said, don't clean the outside of the cup, clean the inside of the cup. And, you know, he's very gentle. He's very loving with us about our wounds, but our wounds will bear bad fruit if we don't deal with them because um, ultimately okay. it's fear, it's resentment. It's, it's, it's where we can't see God clearly. How can that bear good fruit? And so it's connected to us fulfilling our unique and once in a lifetime call and purpose on this earth because mm -hmm. other people can have this similar calling as me other people can have a simpler si similar temperament as me but no one can do it just like me oh. no one and no one ever will be able to i'm a unique event of god and you are too my friend i love that i love that dr Barbara. so one more question before our final uh your your final thoughts but you shared so much so in all of this, if we can encompass everything that we kind of talked about that today, something that you briefly describe as our ability to fulfill our calling. But I would like you to elaborate a little bit more on being in unhealed and taking those wounds and how does it give us an inability to fulfill our calling? Sure. Well, we're definitely not going to be able to help as many people in whatever we're called to do. And that is because of those triggers. So um, a marriage therapist, Terry Real, talks about this thing called core negative image. Mm -hmm. And that it, that it happens in every serious relationship we have, whether it's marriage or mm -hmm. friendship, mm -hmm. where where there's something that that person does. Let's say if we have a roommate, let's say we live with someone and really get to know them or have mm -hmm. a husband that we live with. Um, there's something they do that just rubs us the wrong way and it's, pr they probably are doing something and I'm not talking about like use of pornography, No, 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 no. I get it. Right. Uh -huh. but I'm talking about like, something. um, 
like how my husband is with time and that if, you know, if I'm not on time, if I'm not on, if I wasn't on time that one day, he left without me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he grew up in a military home. He has an issue around time and respect. Right. Okay. So, but, but so 25% of that was, he should have communicated that to me, but 75% of it was my issue around abandonment. Just like he mm-hmm. had an issue around time that was 25% me, but 75% what he grew up with. Mm-hmm. All right. So here's the thing. We live in this world with imperfect people. Communication mm-hmm. is never perfect. And mm-hmm. the, and whatever we're called to do, I guarantee it involves people in some way. Mm-hmm. And so if we don't let ourselves, if we don't allow this healing in, it's going to impact the, the kinds and numbers and, uh, and, and types of people we'll be able to influence because they're going to rub us the wrong way. And mm-hmm. we're not going to be, we're going to have blind spots. We're not going to be able to share the whole truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to be able to relate to as many people because mm-hmm. of our own stuff. We're going to I be, you know, yeah. So we've got to clean the inside of the cup. I love that. I love that so much, Dr. Barbara. And you know me. And if you don't, you do now. I have another question within what you just said, but we have to move on. <laughs> Put it down because family, remember, she's going to be our go-to psychologist. And we will come. And, and I promise you, some of the things that I'm thinking, I'm sure you'll be able to relate to. And we'll get that in the next segment. I wrote it down in my notes. But listen to this. This is going to be Dr. Barbara's final thought. Final thoughts. Because the, the segment has to come to a close. So, Dr. Barbara, you shared so many amazing tips um, today. I am so appreciative personally. So, can you share with the audience, this is something interesting that I, I think that will contribute to our healing, some coping mechanisms that one can utilize, which will aid, because you talk about this, that would aid, which will aid in keeping a healthy sense of the self filled with hope, with self-love, and that is purpose-driven. So you have something your fa- uh, in your systems that you um, advocate, a fast-acting face, faith-based calming method and meditation, life coaching, therapy, et cetera, et cetera. So can you explain how any of that, those tools can help mm-hmm. us in, that, in coping with our traumas and to bring the, yeah. the self-love and knowledge, da 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 Sure. So we've talked, well, we've actually talked about a couple of the tools. We've talked and you about have self- two minutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. All right. We've talked about self-momming. We've talked about safe social support. Mm-hmm. Um, we have talked about thinking about your lens with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've, we've talked about a couple of, a couple of those tools. There are other tools in the course. I mean, um, we have some, uh, you could use some direct uh, Mm -hmm. relaxation methods, you know, Mm -hmm. deep breathing, and we have a couple more. Uh, But what I really want to share with your listeners is Mm -hmm. I believe that in this talk, there is something that you need to carry with you and something you need to shake off. You know, Mm -hmm. Jesus said, we talked about peace is your fleece. And Jesus said, when you go into a place, let your peace rest there. So imagine like these, these like red carpets of peace, like, you know, um, coming out from every side of you. And it's like this domain of peace. Mm -hmm. So if there's something in your domain that you don't have peace with, I want to suggest that you look at it and work on it. That you, that. Mm-hmm. that you plug into God with it. Then he said, if your peace does not rest there, you roll it back up. So imagine all those red carpets rolling back up or whatever. I think your favorite color might be purple, Lisa. So your purple carpets rolling <laughs> no, up. actually pink, but that's good. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I love pink too. So my, well, we'll have pink carpets because I like pink too. So your pink carpets rolling up. Mm-hmm. And then he said, shake the dust off. And when you look that up in the Greek, it's a violently shake it off. Mm-hmm. So I want to mm-hmm. ask your 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 tribe here what mm-hmm. do you need to shake off what do you need to remove from what do you need to remove from your peace domain because it's taking your peace mm-hmm. and what do you need to carry with you as you go from this podcast i love and, that no yeah. go ahead no and just really take it seriously because the lord is putting his finger on something and respond to it I love that. I'm going to add one more element to your segment for your next segment is 
taking your peace. I mean, I don't want you to answer that now, but I love that because I think a lot of us don't understand how we're surrounded with a lot of things that disturb our peace. So I definitely want to make sure that we um, do not listen to that timer that just went off. <laughs> 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 that was not normal for that to go off and do that. But anyway, thank you, Dr. Barbara. You have been so amazing. Give me, I know, I, now family, I know I don't allow, normally you don't hear a lot of my guests share different sites and different things during or throughout the podcast. But since Dr. Barbara is going to be our go-to psychologist, that was allowed for today and in her, her future segments because she is adding value to our round table. And we definitely want to make sure that we give her that same type of support. So I hope that you guys do look at her offerings which I'll tell you a little bit more about in, in, in a second. But real quickly, give me that website one more time real quickly so that I can close the show out. Let's see. Well, if they want a taste of this work and, and it's free, it's a freebie. It's at uh, drbarbarameditation.com. And I okay. take you through the self-momming and it's, it's the D-R-B-A-R-B-A-R-A meditation.com. Okay, awesome. I am elated, family, to have participated in this show today. I know that someone somewhere was touched by this wealth of knowledge. Thank you so much to the queen of the roundtable, Dr. Barbara Lowe, owner of Greenleaf Psychological and Support Services, where you can find out more about her at www.iamlisanobles.com slash podcast. HTML. And as a bonus, please visit www.imlisanobles.com slash resources.html where you can receive a free podcast um, resource or just some freebies for being a part of the Satisfies podcast family. I will even see if we can put Dr. Barbara's link right there also. So wherever you're visiting, you can go directly to her uh, um, to that particular freebie that she's offering our listeners. Now, you know that her website will automatically be on um under her podcast on any of our platforms so i love you i truly do and thank you for being a part of the show today and remember my mantra and as i always say you are you are family a unique combination of experiences clothes and purpose strength and destiny have a great week i will see you right here next time on the service Speaks empowerment podcast Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast with Ms. Lisa Nobles online at imlisanobles.com and on Facebook and Instagram at EWOFP. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review and we'll catch you next time on Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast. Activate, motivate, inspire.